And now, it's health and well-being with naturopath Peter Mullen. That's how we kick off our Tuesday afternoons around here, health and well-being with Peter Mullins. Good day, Peter. Good afternoon, Mark. Look, a big program today, always uh, something of interest, and uh, this afternoon looking at some natural support for breast cancer. Yeah, look, it's a, such a, a, a massive problem, and um, what a lot of people might not realise is that, you know, up to 85% of women, uh, 87% of Australian women with breast cancer use some form of complementary medicine as a supportive um, treatment while they're undergoing conventional treatment. So I thought we can sort of talk a bit about that today, some of the great things you can be doing just to help um, while you're going through that process. Interesting stat that you brought out before we, we started there, that nearly 90% of Aussie women going on a breast cancer journey uh, actually look to natural therapies as part of that. Yeah, I think people are just becoming more educated and, and maybe thinking, well, maybe how can I also help myself while I undergo this conventional treatment? And I think part of the part of the benefit of, of that or the thoughts behind that is I think anyone going through uh, 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 that terrible process of, you know, being diagnosed with cancer and <clears throat> the, the everything that goes along with that, I think it's important that they feel partly in control of what's going on as well like that they're having an input into it as well so i think that's where diet and, and natural therapies really can play a big role i guess that can be a health thing generally can't you? you feel well this is happening to me i've got no control or say in it absolutely and to be honest like when uh, over the years the people i've seen that have had the best outcomes with their health not just talking about cancer mm. are the ones that have been really actively involved in the process not no disrespect to anyone but not sitting back thinking that someone else is going to fix it like but actually you know doing meditation and doing the healthy diet as well as their conventional treatments it seems to be the best of both worlds may be a way of getting the best outcome i guess before you look to uh the the treatments you want to have a look at but some of the potential causes for uh, cancer and breast cancer and i guess there's a, a few different schools of thought on that too yeah, look, there is, and there's still a lot more information coming out about um, breast cancer, particularly in Newcastle. We've got some phenomenal um, specialists and researchers doing great work, probably um, world-leading work around stats for breast cancer and breast cancer treatment, so we're very fortunate. Um, what's interesting is that when we look about look at breast cancer, that you know only about um, maybe 10 to 15% of breast cancers are actually genetic in nature, so it's suspected that, that um, you know, the other 90%, you know, may actually be contributed to by um, environmental factors. So that is a, a fairly umbrella-type term, yeah, look, it, umbra it is. you know, uh, <clears throat> environmental. What, what does that actually mean when you break it down? Well, it's like cancer, cancer is one of those conditions where, you know, from a preventative point of view, particularly diet and lifestyle can really play a big, big role. And there's a couple of ways of looking at that, but... Um, over the weekend, um, I went with a couple of my practitioners to a seminar in Brisbane um, by some leading world researchers about uh, toxins, toxins in our environment, uh, the chemicals being liberated in the air, in the food, in the water supply, etc. And more and more, these toxins are showing up as being the root cause of a lot of disease. Like one of the things they were saying at this seminar on the weekend and it's just a, a theory, I guess, at this stage, but one of the possible reasons why we're seeing such a massive increase in people being diagnosed with autoimmune conditions may be due to this toxic load that we're all experiencing. And the theory is that um, once you reach toxic overload, 
um, that's when you know something may be triggered off or you may end up being diagnosed with something. So in the case of um, breast cancer, um, basically there's, uh, in a previous study, like researchers had identified 216 chemicals that, you know, increase the risk of uh, or, um, breast cancer tumours in rodents. Um, so again, you know, we always use the poor rats as a bit of a, a guinea pig, pardon the pun. But um, there were 17 of these chemicals or related chemicals that were sort of flagged as potentially being problematic for women. And these chemicals include things like um, flame retardant products. Now, flame retardants are on everything. Yeah, all of your clothes to start with. All of your clothes, all of your new clothes when you buy them have flame retardants on them. So that's why you should never buy clothes off the rack and then put it on to wear out that night. You just have to wait, Mark. What's, um, okay, so we give them a couple <coughs> of washes to... Is that going to help? Yeah, yeah, definitely. That reduces it. Yeah. But also that brings up the, 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 the concept of what's happened at Williamtown with the PFOS um, debacle as well. And that's definitely something to be considered. Um, things like uh, aromatic, what are called aromatic amines, um, pesticides. Um, you know, there's a, there was a study, there's a really good study just come out recently in France and they were looking at um, people eating on organic diet, organic food diet compared to people eating normal fruit and veg with, you know, normal pesticide levels, etc. And they found a marked improvement or marked difference in the health of the group that ate organically compared to inorganically. Um, and they found that people changing from a, um, a, a, a diet where they're getting their fruit and veg from the supermarket to an organic diet, within three to four days, their pesticide levels in their bloodstream drop quite considerably. So that's less than a week to have a massive difference. That's absolutely massive. Absolutely. And this is where, you know, for everyone, you know, or a lot of people say, well, yes, that'd be great to eat organic, but, you know, the cost is prohibitive. Mm. But if you come back to um, looking at the clean 15 and the dirty dozen, that's a great way of determining, you know, what fruit and veg you can sort of get over the counter and from the supermarket or wherever, um, or the farmer's markets. Um, but what things you need to go that further mile with and make sure if you're going to eat them, try and get organic. Having a bit of a look through some more of the potential causes uh, for breast cancer, a few things that uh, we should be taking a, a closer look at. Yeah, look, absolutely. So we've talked about um, flame retardants. We've talked about um, trying to eat organically, like reducing your pesticide load. Um, benzene. Benzene's like a preservative in a lot of products. Um, it's in gasoline, tobacco smoke paint sealants um so again hard hard to avoid all of these things obviously we can't live in a bubble but there are some great things to be included in your diet like um turmeric rosemary um they're phenomenal um detoxifiers of these chemicals so having your leg of lamb and having a heap of rosemary in it rosemary is one of the 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 best um herbs or um you know, it's either made as a medicine to work on helping to prevent cognitive decline, helps to protect our brain. Oh, so rosemary on every dinner from now on? Rosemary on every dinner, um, turmeric in everything that you eat. You know, that could be make some things taste a bit funky. Um, but, you know, all of these sort of um, natural herbs that you can incorporate in diet, anything, anything green. You know, chlorophyll has an amazing detoxifying effect on these chemicals. So, you know, there's lots of things we can do in our diet. Um, there's also, so there's a whole list of things here. Um, 
halogenated organic solvents, dry cleaning. So, you know, getting your pants back from the dry cleaners in the plastic bag and slipping them on straight away. Um, hairspray propellant. Um, uh, paint and spot removers. So there's so many chemicals that, you know, potentially we need to start to, to think about. Um, so looking at some of the things. So, so toxins have been indicated as a, as a possible you know, major contributor to why breast cancer may occur in the first place. Um, and that's before we even talk about stress and diet and etc. Now, one one great bit of news, and it was, it was sort of some research around breast cancer and exercise. Um, one study found that um, women that exercised either straight away, either during chemo and radiation or straight away after, had a much, much greater impact upon their long-term they talk about survival, but like their long-term health. So exercise seems to be a key. And there was a, a TV program a while back about a, a um, orthodox center in orthodox medical medical center in um, WA that was using exercise as part of um, the program for people that were undergoing chemo and radiation, and found that it helped to reduce um, side effects, um, enhances detoxification, uh, stimulates immune activity and enhances the production of healthy, um, happy brain hormones as well. So better self-esteem, better better self-coping. So um, exercise costs nothing, and it's probably the secret weapon that, you know, all of us really need to be pursuing. But with breast cancer, you know, as a preventative, exercise is massive, and if, if someone's been diagnosed, exercise needs to be part of their recovery. Um, diet, you know, increasing your consumption of colourful fruits and veggies, and this is whether either preventative or while you're undergoing treatment. Um, many studies have demonstrated a link between breast cancer prevention and increased consumption of cruciferous vegetables. So, you know, three to five serves of broccoli a week is shown to have a really protective effect against the development of breast cancer. So we can get, as much as we might get toxins and, and aggravating disruptors in our diet, we can also get our diet, our natural diet is designed to help prevent the onset of um onset of um, chronic disease so we forget that old concept that food really is our medicine particularly if there's a lot of other things like like you mentioned a whole stack of chemicals earlier some we can you know tone down our exposure to but you're not going to be able to run away from everything that's right so if you're eating a diet high in these phytonutrients um then you're doing the best to really and trying to limit your load of these toxins you know being aware of what you're putting on your skin our skin is super absorptive, so if you're using makeup, um, um, cleansers, sunscreen that have preservatives and tox these toxins, what are we calling? We're calling endocrine disruptors in them. Then you're adding to your load of um, toxins that you know may go towards causing more problems down the track. What about just a couple more quickly in terms of diet, Peter? What about um, sugar and alcohol? I notice you got yeah, those on they're, the list. they're massive. And again, talking about breast cancer prevention. Um, excess carbs related to producing or causing an increase of insulin or what's called insulin resistance. If you're not metabolizing or not managing your blood sugar well, elevated levels of insulin, insulin can have a growth hormone-like effect on both breast cancer and prostate cancer. So as a preventative, getting our weight down to a healthy weight, reducing you know, processed carbs, etc. And alcohol. Now, recently there was some stuff came out on the tv one of the i can't mention the tv name but they were talking about you know that old model of you know two glasses of wine a night and you'll live longer 
um, new research is suggesting that alcohol is very much a toxin, no matter how much you have, and that it's been linked to an increased risk of breast cancer. So women who drink um, one between one and two alcoholic drinks per day increase their relative risk of breast cancer by 10%. Um, the risk of breast, cranc- breast cancer increases by 30% in women who drink more than three alcoholic drinks a day. So it's a bit of a misnomer that, you know, a little bit is okay or that the less is best is what I would say when it comes to alcohol. Gamalan, our naturopathical expert, that's your official, unofficial title, Peter. I don't think that's actually a word, Oh, it is now. Okay. It is now. We've okay. just made it up, Peter. Thank you. Let's see if you can put your naturopathical skills to work <laughs> uh, for Peter at Thornton. Peter, you want to pick up on Peter Mullins thought on Rosemary today? I sure do. Uh, how you going, Pete? Good, thanks, Peter. Uh, listen, um, how would we go having that rosemary at a, as a dried condiment? Um, would it still have the same effects if it was dry? Um, yeah, I definitely think it would. I think... With rosemary, it's got as the oils in the rosemary, particularly that have that the benefit. But I think um, dried would be fine. You're still going to retain some of that oil content, aren't you? Yeah, um, you know, I was thinking because we've got enough to here to sink a ship. Um, <laughs> just um, crunching it up and storing it and using it similar to a salt or a sprinkle. Yeah, absolutely. You could even mix it in with your um, uh, Himalayan rock salt. Yeah, mix yeah. it in together and, and serve it up that way. But, yeah, rosemary is incredible. It's an incredible herb for just helping with detoxification, but it's so um, neuroprotective. So, yeah, that would be a great idea. Another way to season your your steak. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it absolutely. sounds pretty good. Thank you very much for that, Peter. Uh, we're back on breast cancer at the moment, and you looking now to some of the, the I guess, the natural ways to try and uh, assist folks through that, ladies, through that journey. Um, sleep is next on your list. Yeah, sleep. Sleep's definitely a secret weapon. Um, uh, you know, one study suggested that women who slept less than six hours per night had a sixty-two percent increased risk of developing breast cancer, compared with women who slept seven hours per night. So, sleep as a preventative measure, and that's only just a small yeah. extra bit, isn't it? Yeah, we sort of forget that, like that. You know, and that's the the, the the side effect of stress, you know, that unrelenting, unremitting, busy pace of life. So it's all of these factors, not just toxins, but it's like enough of those factors get together and it can be an issue. Now, when, when we talk about um, using natural medicines to help support people that are undergoing um, chemotherapy, it's really important to speak to a naturopath that's got experience in what goes with what. You know, we're always very upfront with telling our patients that, um, anything you take, you need to tell your oncologist or your your um, treating um, professional um, what you're taking. Um, we're very conscious that you know on on days where there's um, chemotherapy or radiation that we definitely restrict. We don't take any herbs or any natural medicines for that period of time. Um, so and what again, would, what, so you really have to be. Yeah, what would be the thought process behind that? Oh, look, the the jury's still out about whether antioxidants might interfere with the effectiveness of um, both chemo and radiation, Um, although there's a bit more evidence suggesting it may be beneficial, but at this stage we still have to go with that concept that you shouldn't take antioxidants, particularly around... But again, you've really got to discuss this with with the qualified naturopath, but again, working with your um, specialist. Um, But there's some great uh, natural medicines like... You know, drinking green tea, green tea does contain antioxidants, but is it more a dietary form? 
it plays a great role in helping get through cancer treatment. Um, you can be using turmeric in your diet. Uh, we'll sometimes recommend melatonin, which is a natural hormone to promote sleep that's been shown to have some um, good supportive roles with... Um, but again, you've really got to discuss what medication you're taking, what natural supplements, and make sure they all fit together. There is some really interesting stuff coming out about the benefits of maybe fasting. You know, fasting for 24 hours before you undergo chemo or radiation that you actually may get a better outcome with those treatments as well. Uh, now, I would imagine that would be uh, on a case-by-case case, and that would be one you would oh, certainly absolutely. suss out with your absolutely. professional. Absolutely. Don't try any of this at home without discussing it with someone. But I guess what I'm saying is there's, there, there's definitely a lot of ways you can help maybe um, just support what you're going through. And then, you know, for some of the side effects of um, um, those conventional treatments as well, there's, you know, things like ginger to help with the nausea. There's special vitamin E creams we can help to use for um, radiation um, causing inflammation to the skin. Um, there's things we can use as mouthwashes. Um, so there's a lot of natural things you can use just to support if you're getting any of those side effects as well. So I guess what I'm saying is like it, it, don't try things willy-nilly. Have a plan in mind of what you're trying to achieve by combining the two and be upfront with your oncologist and you know talk with a, a qualified naturopath about what's going to give you the best outcome and as i said what goes with what peter lots to think about there uh next week you'll be back on the radio with us and you'll be talking water but the right water yeah absolutely continuing this discussion it's definitely a a new theme of mine is um toxins and where they come from so we'll be talking about water um, and how to get the best quality water that we possibly can because it is so important. Peter Mullen from Health and Wellbeing. We'll talk to you next week. Have a great one. Thank you, Mark. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, wellbeing, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com. <laughs>